You are listening to the Sports Daily. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in this Tuesday show for you. Good show as we got a lot to go over. I still got some thoughts on Baltimore, the way their season ended, the Baltimore-Kansas City game, Kansas City moving forward. We've got some Taylor Swift talk that's going to happen. We're going to talk about just in general about Lamar Jackson, who you can kind of compare him to in the NFL right now. It's a lot to go over here uh, with Sunday's game since we have plenty of time to talk about the Super Bowl. So I want to go over that and a few other things momentarily. So feeling a little bit better today. My voice, um, maybe you can't tell my voice. You can obviously still tell that I'm sick, but feel a lot better. Blew my, new, blew my nose way less today than I did on uh, Sunday. That's for sure. So just getting over it, the congestion that happens and whatnot. So good to go here. I want to start out with this. And, you know, we talk about how it's so hard to just predict anything when it comes to sports. Predict who's going to win series, who's going to win games, who's going to win the whole thing, all that stuff. It's very hard. I think something else we need to add to the list. Also, uh, you know, even players coming out of college. So hard to predict who's going to translate well, who isn't. Patrick Mahomes, as you heard Bob talk about on Thursday, did not grade out well. Nobody saw this coming. And I think we can add to that list coordinators becoming head coaches. And let me give you a perfect example. Steve Spagnolo, the current defensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs, who has now gone to four of the last five Super Bowls as their defensive coordinator. Steve Spagnuolo was also the defensive coordinator of the New York Giants when they defeated the 18-0 Patriots at that time, the greatest offense the NFL had ever seen. And he held them to, what, 14 points in the Super Bowl? What was that final? 17-14 the Giants won? So right after that is when Steve Spagnuolo got a head coaching gig with the St. Louis Rams. And Steve Spagnuolo put up arguably one of the worst head coaching jobs we've ever seen in NFL history. 2009, 2010, and 2011. You remember, Steve Spagnuolo was head coach of the Rams. In 2009, he went 1-15. In 2010, he went 7-9. In 2011, he went 2-14. Then he was fired. In two of his three years as a head coach in the NFL, this guy couldn't even get past two wins? He also was the interim coach for the Giants in 2017, and he went 1-3. So this guy, who is just an absolute defensive wizard, is 11-41 as a head coach. Like, what? How can someone be so bad? Now, look. I don't remember the Rams roster in 2009 to 2011 off the top of my head. I'm sure there was a talent deficit there, of course. But, you know, you go 10 and 38 in your three seasons there, and two of the seasons you can't get over two wins, I I think that has more to do with your head coaching ability. I mean, accident I mean, we thought some of the we thought there were some bad teams this year. You know, the Washington Commanders. We were just terrible all year. They still won, what, five games? It is amazing. And all the credit in the world to Spagnolo, because that guy just kept bumping around after he lost that uh, San Francisco, uh, excuse me, St. Louis Rams job. He just bounced around as a defensive coordinator. I mean, if you look at his Wikipedia, 
you know what? Let me pull it up while I'm on the, um, while I'm on here with you. I should have had it ready to go, but here we go. Wikipedia. So after the 2009 season, he was the Saints defensive coordinator in 2013. The Ravens senior defensive assistant in 20. Well, I said Saints defensive coordinator 2012. So coach the Rams from 2009 to 2011 was terrible. 10 and 38. Then next year, New Orleans Saints defensive coordinator 2012. 2013, Baltimore Ravens senior defensive assistant. 2014, moved up to Baltimore Ravens secondary coach. Then he was the Giants defensive coordinator again. 2015 to 2017. Then he was the interim coach for the Giants in 2017. He took 2018 off, and he's been the Chiefs defensive coordinator since 2019. I mean, the guy has just bounced around, and he clearly knows defense. But it is pretty amazing. You don't see this guy at the top of everybody's list. The defensive coordinator of the team that's made four of the last five Super Bowls? Do you ever hear Steve Spagnuolo's name being brought up? No. And I'm not advocating for him to be hired. He's clearly proven he sucked as a head coach. Now, granted, that was only a three-year run. It was over 15 years ago. Maybe someone would give him an opportunity. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve one. I'm just saying it is pretty amazing that you just never hear this guy's name thrown around, yet everybody knows he's one of the best defensive minds in the game. And he absolutely bottled up the best offense in the league this year with Lamar Jackson on Sunday. And speaking of Baltimore, we didn't really dive into it too much, but when you look at what the Baltimore Ravens did on Sunday, that was one of the more bizarre game plans we've ever seen. The Baltimore Ravens led the NFL in rushing this year. Do you know how many rushing attempts Gus Edwards and Justice Hill, their two running backs, had on Sunday? Three each. This wasn't a Baltimore Ravens team that was down by three touchdowns and had to throw it every down. This wasn't like the Niners or when Dallas was down four touchdowns to Green Bay and you knew Dak was just going to chuck it around the field every, every play and that's why he threw for over 400 yards. No. They were within, once they got their touchdown, they were never trailing by more than 10 points. Kansas City jumped out 7-0. Baltimore tied at 7-7. Kansas City went up 14-7, then 17-7 right before half. And then it was 17-7 all second half until Baltimore kicked a field goal with, what, three, four minutes left? Make it 17-10, and that was the final. So it's not like, oh, we got to throw the ball. What were they doing? What were they thinking? They led the NFL in rushing this year, and their top two running backs got three carries each? That doesn't make any sense. Justice Hill, um, Gus Edwards got three carries for 20 yards. Now, granted, it's a small sample size, but if I do my math correctly, that's almost seven yards a carry. Why didn't he get more carries? Justice Hill got three carries for three yards. Okay, fine. Lamar had eight for 54. I'm just flustered looking at that and looking back at what happened in that game. It's like the Kansas City Chiefs, the second they got out to the lead that they did, Baltimore had no idea what to do. And maybe they didn't have any idea what to do because I didn't realize this until yesterday. Do you realize the Baltimore Ravens hadn't trailed by 10 points in a football game since 2021? 
31 games since the Ravens trailed in a football game by 10 or more points. And they were down 17-7 at half of that game. But even down 17-7 at half of a football game, you don't abandon your run game when you're the best running offense in all of football. It's just, it's what I mean when I say the playoffs are a different animal. Because not only do the players maybe get a little tighter in the sphincter, so do the coaching. So does the coaching. How can you just dominate the league during the regular season running the ball? And you get to the playoffs, and it's not like you were trying to run it and Kansas City was just stuffing you. You just got away from your bread and butter. doesn't make a lot of sense. You know? And then Lamar, I mean, you look at the Baltimore Ravens this season, and we talked about it, and this was the reason. I mean, you you look at anybody, any analyst that was picking Baltimore over Kansas City, the one thing they kept going to, other than saying, like, Baltimore has one of the best defenses, not only in the NFL this season, but in the history of the NFL. Statistically, they were one of the best in the history of the league. I mean, almost rivaled their defense from the uh, Super Bowl team in the early 2000s. They were that good. But another thing people were pointing to was, you know, when I talked about the Cowboys all season, I said, look, they haven't beaten anybody. Yeah, they're beating up on all these bad teams, but every time they play a good team, they lose. Baltimore was the opposite. Remember, they beat Cleveland 28-3. They beat Detroit 38-6. They beat Seattle 37-3. They beat Cincinnati 34-20. They beat Jacksonville 23-7. They beat San Francisco 33-19. They beat Miami 56-19. All the good teams that they played this year, they beat, and they beat by double digits. So everyone was just like, I I just don't see it. Why wouldn't they just continue doing this? Frankly, because it just doesn't work that way. But it just goes to show, just, uh, just another point to add on, it goes to show because it happened during a regular season doesn't mean it's going to translate into the playoffs. Baltimore averaged 30 points a game this season and in a chance to go to the Super Bowl, having a home game with Lamar Jackson, arguably going to be the MVP of the season, they put up 10 points on their home field. Again, stuff you really can't explain. And just a little Super Bowl talk here for you. You know you know my thoughts that I'm not going to sit here and break down X's and O's for the next two weeks. It's pointless. For me, it comes down to I'm just going to keep betting Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs as an underdog or a very, very short favorite because right now the line's already down to San Francisco minus one. That means the money is pouring in on the Kansas City Chiefs. I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs are maybe a one-point favorite by kickoff. Who knows? But when you have a minus one pick them or plus one, uh, you know, or the other team becomes a minus one favorite. I, you're just pick, just pick the winner. I, what are the odds that you pick Kansas City and they win by one? I mean, it does happen. Yes, I get games land on one, but for this one isolated game, probably not. I think the biggest thing for me now that Patrick Mahomes is 14 and three in the playoffs is look at who he's lost to in the playoffs. He only has three losses. Two of them were to the greatest quarterback we've known, Tom Brady. He lost to him in the Super Bowl. Or he lost to him in the AFC Championship game. And he lost to him in the when he was when Brady's with the Patriots. And then he lost to Brady and the Bucks in the Super Bowl. The only other playoff loss that Patrick Mahomes has is to Joe Burrow. In that crazy ass game where Kansas City was up, what, 14 at halftime? 17 
at home against Cincinnati and the Bengals came back and won. There's only three losses he's ever had in the playoffs. Do I think he's going to lose to the last pick in the draft from two years ago? My answer is no. I understand it's not Patrick Mahomes playing in a who could throw the ball farthest contest and the winner wins the Super Bowl. I get it. It's not Patrick Mahomes v. Brock Purdy. It's their teams against each other. And San Francisco is absolutely a very good football team. I mean, there were there were times earlier this year when everyone was just like, my gosh, can we just fast forward to the NFC uh, and just place the Niners in the Super Bowl? They're that much better than everybody else. And then all of a sudden they lost three in a row out of nowhere. And then they won like six in a row and everyone's back on that bandwagon. And then Baltimore went in there and absolutely blasted them and made them look silly at home, beating them by two touchdowns on Monday Night Football. And I'm like, oh, maybe or maybe not. It's just like back and forth we go. Everyone's got to – that's what I say. Opinions in sports usually change week to week. San Francisco jumped out of the gate this year and absolutely looked like world beaters. Then they lost three in a row in the middle of the season. Everyone's like, whoa, maybe Brock Purdy isn't that good. And then they won six in a row or something like that. And then it's back to, oh, San Francisco dominating. Now they're getting Baltimore at home. This is where they're going to show everybody the best team in football, and they got blasted. And then they end the season, and they get the number one seed, and they're like, well, now it's the number one seed. All they got to do is win two home games. And while they did win two home games, they fell behind early in both games, and they looked terrible in the first half against Green Bay, and they looked terrible in the first half against Detroit. So they've played four good quarters out of eight so far in the playoffs. So that's another my reasoning is just, look, I don't think the Lions going to play a big role unless somehow – this goes back up to San Francisco minus three or so much money coming in on Kansas City that they become like a three-point favorite, but I don't see the line moving four points in a Super Bowl game. I just don't see it. But for me, looking at this game, I've seen the way San Francisco has played these last two games. And now, I mean, you saw the statistic be, during the Green Bay game. Kyle Shanahan had never won a game as a head coach, trailing by five points or more going into the fourth quarter. And then two weeks in a row, he's – well, I should – okay. They did it against Green Bay. They were down by more than five going into the fourth quarter against Green Bay. Against Detroit, they were tied. It was 24-24 going into the fourth. But you know what I'm saying. He does not win games. This team wasn't built to come back. And now two straight games, they came back at home from a double-digit deficit. So now what I'm saying is, in the Super Bowl, I would almost rather have Kansas City, since I'm going to be betting on them, I would almost feel more comfortable with the Chiefs being even, being down three, being down seven, the whole game. As opposed to, hey, if they jump out to and they're up 17-10 at half or 20-10 to 10 at half, I don't know if I'd feel comfortable because I've seen what the Niners have done the last two weeks. But I feel if Patrick Mahomes has the ball at the end of the game and they need to score to win or go ahead, there's not going to be any doubt in my mind that he's going to pull it out. What I fear in terms of Kansas City possibly losing this game, because clearly they can lose, it's not far-fetched in a game that's basically a pick is I don't want San Francisco to have the ball last and have to rely on a Kansas City defense, which is great. They're second in the league in points per game allowed. They haven't even allowed a team to get 400 yards in a game this year. 
and no team has scored 30 points on them in a game this year. Kansas City's defense is why they are at where they're at right now. Patrick Mahomes threw the most interceptions he's ever had thrown in his career through 14 this year. We've talked about their offensive struggles for weeks. Their defense is the reason they're in the Super Bowl. But for me and my money and my dollar, I want Patrick Mahomes with the ball needing a field goal to tie or a field goal to win or a touchdown to win. I'd rather have that, and I'd feel that much more comfortable. Because I'll tell you right now, if Kansas City is winning the game at halftime, I'll be nervous. But if it's tied or they're down three, I'd feel much more comfortable. But that's just me. You know what one of the most amazing statistics or trivia questions that I've heard over the last couple days is? I, I, I just totally went over my head, and I hadn't really thought about it. But if I were to ask you, who's won a Super Bowl more recently, the Dallas Cowboys or the San Francisco 49ers? You realize the answer is the Cowboys? <laughs> That's, I, the Cowboys won the Super Bowl in 96, beating the Steelers. San Francisco hasn't won a Super Bowl since 95. Almost 30 years since the 49ers have won a Super Bowl. 95 over the Chargers, 49-26. We all remember that game. Steve Young, six touchdown passes. Chargers were completely outclassed the whole game. It's the last time the Niners won. It doesn't seem that way because the Niners have been good for 30 years. They've had some, you know, they've obviously had some down years in there, but they're constantly in the picture. They've gotten to plenty of NFC Championship games. Hell, this is the third year in a row and four of the last five they've been in the NFC Championship game. There's a reason why you probably didn't think the Cowboys had won the most recent Super Bowl because they haven't even been back to an NFC Championship since that win over the Steelers in 96. But it's been 30 years since the Niners have won a Super Bowl. I don't know if I ever would have thought that. I mean, if someone asked me and put me on the spot, I would have been like, huh, they haven't won one in the last 10 years. Did they win one in the early 2000s? I don't, I mean, I probably would eventually come to that conclusion, but off the top of your head, somebody says that, who's won the most recent Super Bowl between the Cowboys and the Niners? I think everybody would immediately, and, and you tell them they have three seconds to answer, immediately everyone would say Niners. And the answer is the Cowboys. Granted, the Cowboys were one year later, and they won at 96, and, you know, like I said, Niners in 95. But, yeah, it's so they're a successful franchise. They consistently put themselves in the position to possibly win. Look, I'd much rather be the San Francisco 49ers franchise than the Cowboys. I don't want to win a, a Super Bowl and then have 30 years of just nothing happen to my franchise and win five playoff games in 30 years than be the Niners who are there and get themselves in position because eventually one of these times you're going to break through. You just are. Maybe it's this year. Maybe in two weeks they end the drought. But it just goes to show being a good team year in and year out consistently is just not easy. Did you see what Dan Campbell told the Lions team in the locker room after the game? He said, I'm not going to sit here and say we're getting back here next year. He goes, do I, think I, do I think we can? Yeah. Do I think we're good enough? Sure. But nothing is guaranteed in football. We know this. 
there's at least 25% roster turnover. And we know of the 14 teams that make the playoff, there's usually at least six to eight teams who made the playoffs one year that don't make it the next year. And you look at this NFL and you look at the NFC this year. You know, I know, I know it's crazy to look at now. And I know it's, you're just like, well, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, who? And, and we said this at the end of last year, but this year in the NFC, we know the Niners, Cowboys, Lions, Bucks, Eagles, Rams, and Packers all made the playoffs, right? Well, I'm telling you right now, three of those teams probably are not making the playoffs next year. And you're going to be like, well, the Niners are cl- they're clearly going to make it. Look at how good they are. They made the Super Bowl. The Lions, oh, look at how good they are. They're up and coming. They made it to the NFC Championship game. Bucks, easy to say they're probably a team that if we're going to say that one team doesn't make it, probably them. Just because they only went 9-8, and eight, it's not like they dominated the league. Eagles, I don't know. I mean, yeah, 11-6, and six, but finishing 1-5 didn't help matters. The Rams seem to be an up-and-coming team. The Cowboys, 12-5 and five this year for the third year in a row. Do we think they're not going to make it? Personally, myself, I don't think they are, but that's just me. But that's what I mean. It's like every single year. And then you look at the AFC. Before this year, we talked about, look, the top six quarterbacks in this league are in the AFC. Lamar, Allen, Mahomes, Tua, Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. Now... The ranking on those has probably changed, but every single year, it's like, which team is going to break through? Is Patrick Mahomes just going to keep winning every single year? I Probably, it's got to end at some point. Hopefully, it's after this year, but, you know, maybe Lamar breaks through one year. Maybe Josh Allen, you know, the Bills have a great year, and Josh Allen breaks through one year. Maybe Trevor Lawrence breaks through one year. Joe Burrow seems like he's going to win a Super Bowl title one year. But, man, you just don't know. We never thought the Bengals wouldn't make the playoffs this year. Now, granted, a lot had to do with injuries, and you can't predict injuries. But when Joe Burrow misses the last, what, six, seven games of your season, yeah, you're not going to win a Super Bowl. But a healthy Joe Burrow, you got to believe that they're going to replace somebody who made the playoffs this year. You know, they probably get in over the Browns. I don't know if the Browns can duplicate this year what they did last year or they can't duplicate next year what they just did this year it's just such a wild ride it's such a wild card of what the hell is going to happen in the playoffs because a part of me thinks at some point in his career Lamar Jackson's going to win a Super Bowl there's a part of me that thinks at some point in his career Josh Allen's going to win a Super Bowl at some point in his career I think Joe Burrow's winning one I don't know if you can convince me that at some point in his career Brock Purdy's going to win one, even though he could in two weeks. We talked about it with Bob. There'd be nothing better than for Dak Prescott to win a Super Bowl, especially with the Cowboys. But there's no guarantee. Do I think Jalen Hurts is going to win one? Yeah. Well, I just reeled off five quarterbacks that I think might have a really good chance of winning a Super Bowl. Well, that's five years of games, assuming there's no repeat winners in there. So, you know, that's talking about possibly year 11 for one of these one of these guys. So it is it's just so difficult to win in this league. And I think that was a great message that Dan Campbell told his guys like, hey, there is no guarantees next year. It's going to be twice as hard for us to get back where we wanted to be. We could we could get back to the Super Bowl next year. We could get back to the NFC championship. But now 
We are the hunted. We're not sneaking up on anybody anymore. This is a team that's 22-8 and eight over their last 30 games. They're the defending NFC North champions. They got to the NFC Championship game this year. They're not going to take, nobody's taking them lightly anymore. This is a different Lions team. So, just like what happens in the previous week in the NFL has no bearing on what's going to happen the following week, same thing can be said for the seasons themselves. Just because something happened one season doesn't mean it's going to happen again the next season. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review. The Daily Roundup is up if you want to check that out. Pass this along to your friends. Let them know about it. And please listen to the podcast just because it's downloaded. Um, they've kind of changed their system. So please hit play and listen to the podcast. It definitely helps uh, the downloads. So I appreciate it. Thank you all for listening. I, um, you guys are the best. And remember, sports will always be the greatest reality show on television. See you.